Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. Oh, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach as you approach the school gates. Are they going to be in today? And if so, what torments awaits? Well, the school bully, did you have one? We're going to be discussing this right after sharing 11 to 1. Brazzle brush, brazzle brush. Oh, I can still hear them. I can still hear them even today. This was taunting. Uh, this was taunted at me in primary school it started and you know I might sort of half laugh at it now you know but I had no idea what the reference was by the way at the age of eight or nine either uh, I didn't like it that's what I did know and they just were incessant with this I don't know why and it's still like, it's something that sticks out in my mind so much we're talking about school bullies on the show today 086 1800 658 if you'd like to get in touch and then the other one would be go on go and run to your mum and cry because you see I would show emotion when they would you know say this and going to my mum and crying was another jibe because of course my mother was a teacher in the school which made things you know Interesting, let's just say, for me uh, at that age. But, you know, whether it's that experience of bullying in the, you know, in the taunting and the teasing and you might think, oh, it's harmless enough, but it's mad how I kind of remember that today. Then, you know, you think, oh, it's going to die down, which it did. You know, it sort of did die down in primary school. It was kind of relatively all right. And then it reared its ugly head again in secondary school. But this time, you know, it would be things like you'd be jeered, wouldn't you, for not having the latest cool stuff, particularly runners. That was a big one. And I was talking about this actually over the summer uh, with somebody as well. This idea of, you know, you didn't have the, the runners, the latest Nike Airs or I think it was Air Max, I think, at the time or something. And like they were ferociously expensive. Of course I didn't have them, you know. And you'd sort of have a cheap knockoff pair. Did anyone have this experience where you would sort of try and pretend that your runners were as cool as everybody else's but really they were the sort of knockoff cheap pair and they probably had an, I don't know like a I know particularly for the Adidas wasn't there like an extra stripe or something <laughs> that was given the game away with regards to the fact that it wasn't actually the true the true brand so that was one of the things and then it would be things like you know because I was good at school and I actually did my homework and stuff like that, you know, I'd be forced to kind of hand over my homework so that the school or the class bully could copy it. And um, if I dared got in the way or in the pathway of this particular bully, that'd be inevitably with a gang of people as well. Uh, You know, 
you'd be shouted at like right in the face or you could be shoved roughly out of the way. This is sort of the stuff. And I do remember this all too well, the bullying. But thankfully for me, this was happening pre-internet days, pre-social media days as well. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what a kid today is going through when their bullies can upload the jeering and the assaults and everything else and on their victims and ridicule them even more. And it goes on and on and on. And then, of course, there's a wider audience, isn't there as well? It's not contained even just to that sort of small incident in a hallway. It's, you know, spreading like wildfire, like so, so quickly. And, you know, when I close the door, of my house when I got home from school. I could leave all that behind me. But kids today, they're constantly being harassed on their phones. And as parents, we're wondering, what do we do in this scenario? So today we're going to be chatting to Fiona O'Malley. She's CEO of Turn To Me brilliant organisation, mental health charity. And what they do is they respond to a need. So when people get get on and they're talking in support groups, Fiona notices, OK, there's a need arising here. Let's do something about it. And one of the big things that came up recently was parents not having a notion what to do to support their kids going through bullying. So there's a support group that's going to be starting this Wednesday, especially just for parents, because you can like, I mean, you know, how do you navigate this? You know, we, we never experienced this as, as kids ourselves, this idea of social media and people filming stuff. You know, we didn't we didn't experience that. Also, there's a new, I don't know if this is a, a new thing. I think it kind of is. But I think the friend code is kind of getting thrown out as well. You know, you always would have your friends who would stand maybe meekly by your side as a bully harassed you but they'd be there nonetheless in the in the aftermath for a bit of a shoulder to cry on there seems to be no friend code now you know there's a, a lot of turning over to the bullies and joining in on, on all the, the, the sort of jeering and harassment that seems to be going on at the moment as well but I'm wondering this morning were you bullied at school how did you get on at school how did you what was the bullying like you know, when you were at school as well, was it just sort of name calling? Do you remember what they called you as well? I mean, I can still remember that today. Brazzle brush. I mean, what even is that? It's so stupid, but it affected me so much. I'm wondering, was there anything like that for you? Or, you know, did you experience sort of things like, you know, where you were on the way home from school? We'll get you on the way home. You know, this kind of stuff as well. That was terrifying because, of course, all day long, you'd be waiting in fear outside the school then they'd be waiting and you'd have to run this gauntlet before you got home so that was another thing as well did that happen and and boys are different as well aren't they uh, boys schools I think and all boys schools are slightly different to an all girls school I'm going to say I'm going to go out in a limb and say in an all boys school there might be a couple of thumps and then it's kind of grand is it whereas in a girls school oh that bullying is going on and on and on that is for sure and girls are Oh, they're worse. There's there a lot of cattiness, a lot of bitchiness going on. So let me know, what was your experience? 086-1800-658. Were you bullied in school? Picture this, one night on LMFM's 11 to 1. It wasn't one night. It was quite a few nights over the weekend. And uh, John has been on. We were chatting to John Neary last week about the big fundraising that was going on for Tommy Riley and Karen Ross. He says he wants to thank everybody who turned up for the fundraising events for Tommy Riley and Karen Ross in. Big thanks to everyone who gave donations and brought uh, bought raffle tickets and to all the guys and girls who came on tractors and vintage cars yesterday. And a big thank you to everyone from myself and my wife Anne-Marie 
and the Riley family and everyone who helped out on the day. Thank you so much. Oh, it's great to see that that was such a big success. Their next event is going to be on in the Headford Arms in Kells on the 13th of October. So the fundraising continues there and well done to John and all of the team involved in that. Going to take a quick break. We've got music from Niall Horan and we're getting to some of your messages about bullying on 086 1800 658. The 11 to 1 show. I think at some point or another, some of us anyway, definitely experienced an an interaction with a bully. And I'm asking you your experiences from the school days on 086-1800-658 because we're going to be talking about this later on. Richie says, nothing more than the usual taunting in the yard. Most likely boys would make you steal cigarettes from home. Uh, So if you were successful, they sort of let you away with it you kind of got in there with the lads okay so a cigarette was sort of a currency was it like a toll a pass for the day if you were able to wipe a cigarette from home you would be alright okay I see what you're saying and yeah who wouldn't risk swiping the cigarettes to, to get away from uh, from the bullies oh god definitely uh, the girls are worse I was tormented for years by one particular group uh, and involving the school only made it worse I couldn't wait to leave says another message here See, sometimes as well, that's the fear too, isn't it? That, the you know, the school gets involved and as good as schools are nowadays with regards to some of this, you know, it can be sort of tricky then for the person that has, you know, accused the, the person of bullying. It is it is a big thing to do that. It really is. Teased for years for wearing braces, says Anne-Marie. Oh, Anne-Marie, meet your twin. I had the, you know, I was train tracks, shark, jaws, all that sort of stuff I was called as well. I had braces for years as well and don't even get me started a bit. You know, the headgear. Thankfully, thankfully the headgear for braces, you know, the whole thing, the contraption that you put on your head and oh my God, it's horrendous. It actually would make you look like a Bond villain. It was absolutely horrific. But luckily enough, it was only at night time I had to wear that. Could you imagine if you were out in the daylight and the bullies caught sight of that? Oh my God. Uh, she says, if you had any sort of physical traits that stood out you were targeted yes so says Brian who was in a similar scenario Carrot Top he says was my name for five years uh, says Brian and like you it really annoyed me uh, and you can guess why they taunted me I'd say you have a stunning stunning red hair Brian that's probably why and they were just completely jealous of it yeah I know keep those coming in 86 658 <laughs> Niall Horan with Heaven. Now, just want to let people know, particularly women in Loud area, uh, but actually it's anywhere really, I would say, uh, women in the northeast, I should say, uh, they are being urged to sign up for a major online webinar aimed at helping them to take better care of their health. So it is happening on September 29th and broadcaster Maura Duran is going to lead a group of health experts during the event and it's part of the Irish Heart Foundation's Her Heart Matters campaign. So the webinar will share small but impactful changes that women can make in their busy lives to minimise their risk of heart disease and stroke and uh, they're saying this national conversation will encourage people to prioritise themselves a little bit more, make small uh, sustainable lifestyle changes that can make a big difference to the overall health. So the campaign supported by the HSE Health and Wellbeing as part of the delivery of Healthy Ireland and uh, the Irish Heart Foundation has developed a range of resources such as self-care big one and a wellbeing journey and a 28-day plan to support women to protect their hearts. So all of the information, by the way, about this Her Heart Matters campaign and the webinar can be found on irishheart.ie. (laughs) 
Jerry Fish there, true friends. Another couple of messages coming in on 0861800658. This is from Gabriel. He says, wow, bullying, that brings back memories. Not good, but memories. Was bullied for nearly six years in secondary school. What was my crime? A long raincoat, hence the nickname Columbo. I'd say you looked class, Gabriel. But this was back in and around 1986, so it was old-style school bullying. Yes, I got called names. Yes, ran the gauntlet to the bus home, but not like the vile bullying we now have in 24-7 with kids. When I got on uh, the bus, it stopped at the weekend. It stopped on holidays. It stopped, so it was only school hours. Did it affect me long term? That is the question. I don't think so, he says. Um, Thank you so much for that. Uh, Here's John as well. I can't imagine how children are coping with bullying today and parents don't know what to do. He says, I was that fat kid at school and was bullied every day by other boys at school and the teachers weren't much better. Primary school is fine. Thank God I had some great friends, but unfortunately they were at a different school. That's the killer thing as well, isn't it? When you're in a country school and then you go into the, the town and you have to sp- you're split up or whatever. I had two days respite every week, th- uh, the weekend. Thank God I lived in the country. My mother wasn't happy though on Saturdays when she would be going shopping as she always had to leave me somewhere as I wouldn't go with her. The best day I had at school was the day I walked out the gates for the final time. You see, it does, it has a huge impact, I think, on people. And a lot of messages that have come in have said, you know, that idea of couldn't, you know, wait to get out of school and away from them is the thing as well. Uh, absolutely, yeah. We're going to be talking about this with Fiona O'Malley. She is CEO of Turn To Me. They are a national mental health charity and they have set up a support group for parents of kids who are getting bullied. We're going to chat to her next. The 11 to 1 show. Finding out your child is being bullied can be extremely worrying time for parents, particularly now as we are hearing about the increase in the amount of online bullying going on, which means kids are now being tormented constantly. Turn to me, a national mental health charity is launching a support group for parents of bullied children after discovering a real need for this service. Joining me now to tell us more is Fiona O'Malley. She's CEO of Turn to Me. Fiona, you're very welcome back on 11 to 1. How are you getting on? Very good. Thanks so much for having me. No, great to have you on the show and great to be talking about this because as somebody who was bullied quite a bit at school for being sort of the nerdy one, I know all too well how much of an impact this kind of constant harassment at school can have on someone. But now when school is finished and, you know, you go home, back in the day, bullies couldn't reach me there. But kids today have no reprieve from this because online bullying is uh, is really on the rise. Absolutely. And the, the huge issue with online bullying is that it can be filmed and shared online. And as you said, it's not a matter of leaving it at the school gates to follow the young people home when they check their Instagram, their Facebook or their Twitter. It's still there. Um, and when content is shared online, children and teenagers can feel ridiculed, humiliated, and they can worry about um, that content being dispersed to a wider audience. And we also hear a lot about um, young people who are bullied by their own friends, actually. And this uh, seems to be prevalent, particularly in all girls' schools. Um, So these years, the teenagers can be very, very difficult for for young people. And it's important to remember, of course, teenagers and young people are already going through so many hormonal and physical changes. And then when parents come to us saying that they just feel you know, so lost, they're not sure how to help their child or their young person who is going through this period. Um, 
So we decided we'll set up a support group which will give parents the space to vent and to voice about their concerns and it will allow them to meet with people who are going through similar difficulties. Um, it's totally anonymous and imp- most importantly it's going to be facilitated by a mental health professional who will be able to give them some hints and some tips and maybe a bit of guidance on how to manage those very murky and, uh, and, and difficult waters for, for a, lot of, a lot of parents. Yeah, and it's fantastic to have something like that available. Before I go into that, I you know, just as you mentioned there, you know, the fact that um, friends turning on friends, like there's no sort of, I was only talking about this actually the other day with another parent, there's no sort of loyalty um, or, or code among friends anymore, which is a, a quite alarming. I mean, are we finding that this is happening? Is this another thing that's sort of a result of COVID or can we blame everything on COVID in regards to this sort of thing? I mean, it's hard to know. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's a bit of a um, a, a great question, but a tricky one to answer because mm. it's hard to know for certain if COVID has exacerbated these kind of social norms we would expect from people. Has um, COVID made us less socialised in, in a way? Um, and has COVID also exacerbated these online trolling or these, these online bullying incidents? Um, but also it's important to note that that kind of behaviour was always prevalent. Yeah. I mean, Back in the day, a bazillion years ago, when I was in secondary school, I I recall a lot of, and I went to an all-girls school as well, so mm. that was quite pre- prevalent for me. But I did notice a lot of friends turning on each other, and in hindsight, it's hard to know now if it was hormonal changes or if it was physical changes, or were you know the people who were you know uh, doing the bullying were they themselves victims of bullying, which is oftentimes yeah. the case, or were they feeling insecure or threatened by someone else who they perceived to be. Um, you know, better than they were, clever than they were, more talented or prettier than they were. And um, even though I haven't looked into data specifically on this or, or, or research on this, in my experience, what I witnessed, I would say that would be the case. I think a lot of it stems from insecurity in the young mm-hmm. person's own part and oftentimes in jealousy as well. Because I suppose if you're kind of average of certain things um, and then you're standing next to someone who's just brilliant academically or very talented, has amazing abilities in a certain field or if they're really funny or if they're really um, charismatic, very popular or very pretty, of course you're going to feel inadequate by comparison. I certainly would. So um, maybe that might be yeah. what, what might cause it when friends turn on friends. Yeah, and it's mo- it, it can be just so much more devastating for the young person. It really can t- to have that sort of level of betrayal. And just as you say there as well, yeah, I was in an all-girls school as well. And that sort of name-calling and kind of ganging up uh, together in groups and sort of taunting, that's the way that the, the bullying used to manifest. H- how are we finding it now besides the online? What other sort of forms of bullying are we seeing or are you coming kind of in, uh, are you seeing in the young people chatting to you? So I suppose bullying can take lots of different forms. It can take name-calling, the form of name-calling, um, sometimes pushing, shoving, physical assault. Okay. They will be quite obvious ones. Um, and then exclusion as well. Exclusion can be quite a devastating. It's almost like your own friends ghosting you. Mm. Um, and there's there's no... Um, gosh, when I think of now, I nearly get a lump in my throat because I can imagine that girl going through that. Um, but it... it, it doesn't really, it's quite unjust really because it doesn't leave the person who's at the, um, who falls prey to this kind of bullying, it it kind of leaves them with no uh, moment of explanation or understanding Mm. what's happening, it's just exclusion and that's it. And also sometimes like exclusion, they might feel the person who's at the, um, 
receiving end of this type of behaviour, they might feel initially paranoid, like, oh, did they say there was a party on? And oh, maybe that's not happening anymore. Yes. Or then mm. they, you know, might overhear people saying, oh, that concert was great last night. And then they'd be, you know, saying, what concert? I wasn't invited. So things like that can be can be quite devastating for, for a young person to go through. And they just might feel really, really insecure. So one of the things that we would say to, to young people directly and to parents who are going through something like that, particularly like exclusion, um, try to broaden your child or your young person's social circle by yes. encouraging them to join other support group or other sports groups or other activities, other clubs, because the more friends that they have, the less they'll worry that they're excluded from one group of friends. Um, and then other tips that we would give to parents um, would be to keep the communication channels open. So the more important. you build, yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you build that relationship, the better. Because if your child or your, your teenager trusts you, they they can feel like they can come to you. The less alone they will feel, and the more you'll be aware of any of the difficulties that they're facing, which is really really important. You don't want to be an outsider in this, even though it's difficult to hear. Um, we'd also encourage um, your child or your teenager to do a social media detox. Um, by either deleting the app from their from their phones or deleting their accounts altogether. A, that can be one way for people to, you know, stop reaching them through social media if they're mm-hmm. being bullied through social media. Um, but also it can be better for their, their own mental health. Um, we would also encourage young people and teenagers and indeed parents to remember that bullying is temporary. Most people, unfortunately, in their lives would go through a period of bullying. Uh, but it does end. There is an end. Uh, there um, and it's important to remember that the town you grew up in isn't the only town in the world. Yes, you can of course. Go and you know travel and go to college or get a job in an area you love, and that way you'll more likely be surrounded by like-minded people who you have more in common with. Um, and then for parents as well, we would encourage them to plan fun family activities or fun family days mm-hmm. so the young person has something nice to look forward to. Um, and then of course, if the bullying persists speak to someone in the school or the college. Um, And then finally, obviously, if the bullying involves threats or makes your child uh, feel unsafe, we would, of course, recommend reporting that to the guards. Absolutely. Great advice there. And, you know, as you say there, you know, as a parent, you can just feel completely helpless in, in, in this situation. And, you know, a lot of the time, kids might feel like we're completely out of touch with what's going on with them as well so you know it, it can be tricky so talk to me about this support group because I think this is a fantastic uh, service and, and you noticed a real need for this for parents We do indeed that's why I mean that's one of the, the beauties of our organisation we can start support groups on pretty much any team um, and we always start our support groups apart from our core support groups which are always ongoing they're on grief, anxiety, um, depression and relationship issues but we can start new support groups on, on any team really and th- those new support groups are always based on feedback that we get on the demand for the services that we get from our users um, so the support group uh, will start on Wednesday the 27th at 7pm and it will run for three months September, mm-hmm. October, November the last Wednesday of every month at 7pm is totally free um, and anyone can register um, on our website for that support group and our website is turntome.ie that's turn digit to me.ie 
Fantastic. And and as you say, you know, something like this is going to be such an, a, an incredible support for parents because, you know, often we can kind of think as well, like the young person that we're going through this ourselves. So even just that sort of venting of I don't know what to do in this situation and having other parents maybe jump on with some advice as well is is going to be really, really beneficial. It really is. And I think what you said as well there, you know, for, for parents is a good thing to, to remember. The bullying isn't going to last forever. And I noticed as soon kind of as, you know, I went off to college and like you say, you make a whole different group of people. And I had a huge range of friends who who kind of were in the, into the same sort of stuff as me. And all of that sort of thing seems to disappear in in college. I find it's it's it seems to be more of a of a school thing. Bullying, I find, in my my opinion, anyway. Yeah, because people are that bit more mature. There's yes. a different, you know, I suppose, field. There's a different atmosphere in college. People are more focused on the areas that they they want to study usually. Um, and, yeah, the beauty about college, my gosh, there are so many different societies and clubs yes. and groups there. And, it's, I mean, college, I think, really, it's where a young person's personality really solidifies and comes comes into play and um it's it's really transformative period and it's interesting what you say you don't even remember it when the bullying disappeared because i also went through a period of bullying when i was in secondary school um and i was talking to my mother about it the other day and i remember more um what i witnessed like mm. with with other people um other friends but i don't actually really remember and my um mother kind of said do you not remember this person so and so kind of gave you a hard time and it was kind of persistent and she said it happened for you know over the space of two years but I yeah. really don't I remember maybe one or two things um, and you know my mother certainly isn't <laughs> if anything she underplays things so she's yeah. not someone to kind of you know dream this up or, yes. or you know be dramatic about it or exaggerate it and she said no 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 but it's interesting what you say it does kind of it fades away and thank goodness when you go to college or you know you you travel or you kind of do things for yourself and you grow as a person all of that just kind of fades into white noise and even though it's it's upsetting it does I suppose instill a bit of empathy into you Mm -hmm. um, and a bit of compassion so even though it's not pleasant at all when you're going through it um, in in a way it does kind of you know the cliche it does it does make you stronger and as well as that sometimes in later years you could look and see where the bully is in life and just kind of have a little quiet smile to yourself because maybe they're not doing so great after all that's my my experience a smug recognition (laughs) moment well that attitude can serve you very well does it yeah. And just smile. You just smile. Just smile, and, and that's it. And you have the last laugh as such. Absolutely. Well, Fiona, I think what you're doing is fantastic for parents because it is so so important. Um, I I think that this group is going to be really really beneficial for people. Thank you so much once again for joining us with all that great advice that's and information. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Have a lovely day. 27th of this month at 7pm. Okay, so this Wednesday, that's when the support group for parents is starting. You can find out more information. Turn to me. So turn the number to me.ie. The 11 to 1 show. Going back to the late 60s today and a certain fairly major Hollywood actor and rap artist is having a birthday. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yeah, on this day in 1968, Will Smith was born in Philadelphia. He actually was. <laughs> there you go. Born in Philadelphia. 
Uh, and today is World Dream Day. I'm liking this. It has been set up for the purpose of encouraging us, communities, businesses, schools and families to take some time to concentrate on their dreams and make an effort to turn them into a reality. Hang on a second now. Let's just look around the room. Yep, pretty sure that I'm living my dream right now. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Brian Adams, summer of 69, still to come. Is your business breastfeeding friendly? Well, we're going to be finding out more about a great new initiative aiming to encourage businesses and the community to support breastfeeding mothers. More on this after 12 News. The 11 to 1 show. You'll never guess how long you're spending in the bathroom. More after Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, one last time. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. If you're just joining us, welcome. 86 658 is the number if you'd like to get in touch. Now, I can't believe it. This is how long we are spending in the bathroom. It's a new survey that Plum World have come up with. We spend three and a half days a year in the bath or shower. And a day and a half waiting to use the bathroom. And I'd say that's longer for women. I mean, how many times have we stood in a queue a mile long just going, why? Why oh why is there always a queue in the ladies? But there you go. A day and a half waiting to use the bathroom. <laughs> Apparently, those aged 18 to 34 spend the most time washing themselves with 60% showering at least once a day and spending an average of 17 minutes each time. Hang on a minute now. I've suddenly realised, first of all, that I'm not in the 18 to 34 age bracket anymore. That's devastating enough. But also, as a 39-year-old who likes to groom, I'm going to say I'm definitely in the shower every day. Am I spending 17 minutes each time? <laughs> Who has this time? Clearly, if you're a parent, you definitely are not enjoying 17 minutes in the shower. You are lucky if you have five minutes without someone bursting in and you mid-soapage to ask you something. That is, you know, so you have to hurry up and get out. Plus, hello, energy costs 17 minutes. You know, I, God, I don't know. Not replacing the toilet rolls. Leaving hair in the drain and not putting the goddamn toilet seat down are the worst bathroom sins, according to the research as well. Yeah, I mean, the amount of times, particularly during the middle of the night, you know, if you go into the loo in the middle of the night and you you don't want to turn the lights on, right? Because, you know, you're kind of half asleep anyway. And someone has left the goddamn toilet seat up. Oh, the rat. The fury that happens in my house when that occurs. Oh, I tell you. Anyway, there you go. Three and a half days a year. That's how long we're spending in the bath or shower. Just, you know, if you want something to say now at lunchtime with your co-workers, I've provided you with nonsense once again. Speaking of nonsense, let's see what's happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. SZA personally selected fans from the crowd at her Tampa concert for backstage meet and greets. Here's how it went. I just really wanted to say specifically, where is the 
gentlemen, you, your energy is fire. Thank you. I would like you to, I would like to meet you personally. Oh, I've already met you. I'd like to meet you again. You, your energy is fire. I would like to meet you. You carry me the whole show. I would love to meet you. Pop stars Jack Harlow and Jungkook are teaming up. They'll release their new single 3D this Friday. Usher is set to do the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in February. Kim Kardashian helped him announce it over the weekend on their socials. Here's how it played out. Hello. Yo, I'm in a booth. I'm going to call you right back. Wait, can you talk? Nah, I just got to put this one part down. I'm going to call you back. Wait, wait, it's Kim. I'm at the studio, man. I finally got the answer to those rumors. It's not about me. It's about you. You're doing the Super Bowl. Go playing with me, man. You're playing the Apple Music Halftime Show in Vegas. No, for real. Don't play like that. I don't have time to play. One, I'm busy. Two, you're doing the Super Bowl. Are you serious? Uh, sure. Listen to me. How you know? I know everything. I've seen you in Vegas twice, but this one's got to be different. Put that on everything. I put that on everything. So it'll be like me, my entire family, all my kids, maybe like five to ten friends. Who should I send my ticket request to? I'm going to call you back. Wait, we'll be in touch. I'm going to call you back. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Now getting back to the music, here's the script. Next week marks National Breastfeeding Awareness Week and in conjunction with this, a fantastic new campaign, Where Breastfeeding Friendly Loud campaign is going to be launching. We're going to find out more about this next. The 11 to 1 show. Next week marks National Breastfeeding Week in Ireland and it's aiming to support, inform, highlight and last but not least celebrate breastfeeding and as we all know breastfeeding your baby has a range of great benefits for baby and mum but not all mums feel supported during their breastfeeding journey and that's why it's great to hear that Loud County Council and uh, they're going to be hosting their uh, Wear Breastfeeding Friendly Loud campaign which will not only encourage and educate people about the importance of breastfeeding but will encourage businesses as well and communities to put practical supports in place to ensure that mothers can continue to breastfeed their babies. Joining me now to tell us more are Paula Keenan. She's Health Laid, Healthy Laid Coordinator. We also have Roisin McMahon. She's the Clinical Nurse Manager in Infant Feeding in Laid Public Nursing Department. And also we have uh, Catherine McGowan as well from Drada Quidju Breastfeeding Group. Ladies, you're all very welcome to 11 to 1. How are you getting on? Great morning. Great to be here with you. And I'm uh, delighted that a campaign is like this is happening. But Paula, first of all, we'll chat to yourself, first of all, about your role. You are Healthy Loud Coordinator. Tell us more about this. Yes. So I am the Healthy Ireland Coordinator uh, based here in County Louth. There is a Healthy County Coordinator in every county right across Ireland. And Healthy Ireland is a national strategy. So really, my role is about taking that national strategy and implementing that at a local level. So if you think about the work that a council does, Healthy Ireland's based on the premise that our health and well-being is impacted by everything. So everything around us. So where we grew up, where we went to school, where we live, where we work, all our environments around us. So you can understand why the role of a healthy county coordinator has been based within a local authority because if you think of the work that the local authority does right across all the different directorates, all of that has an impact on our health and well-being. 
So back last year, um, in around October time, we were doing a three-month public consultation because I would also manage what you would call the Healthy Ireland Fund. So there's a pot of money here in Louth that we would spend on initiatives focused on health and well-being of the people here in Louth. And back in October, we we ran a three-month public consultation to find out what was the priorities for the people here in Louth. And from that, then, we... Uh, drafted the Healthy Ireland uh, 2023 to 2025 local strategy for Louth. And we have our year one implementation plan we're currently rolling out. And that takes me nicely to the We Are Breastfeeding Friendly um, Louth campaign because that is one of the actions within that strategy. Okay, so as you say, over a couple of years, absolutely. And, you know, when you see a campaign like this uh, being launched uh, next week, it, it's it's so encouraging for somebody like myself as well who would have sort of struggled through the breastfeeding journey. It's, it's great to, to see that. So tell us where then, uh, or what the aims, sorry, are the, for the campaign. Yeah, so we're launching the We're Breastfeeding Friendly Live campaign on uh, Tuesday the 3rd of October. So as you said, that's in line with National Breastfeeding Week, which runs from the 1st to the 7th of October. And the aim of the campaign is to help improve the health and well-being of breastfeeding families through the development and promotion of breastfeeding friendly businesses, organisations and communities um, right across County Louth. So it's about promoting and normalising breastfeeding in our communities. And it's important to say that this campaign is a collaborative effort with private community and statutory organisations. So all actively showing their support for breastfeeding families and helping to make them feel welcome and supported with some really simple, no cost actions. Um, The National um, Healthy Ireland Framework sets out the importance of community health initiatives in promoting health and well-being. And Healthy Lives, we're going to adapt a sort of test and learn approach to this. So we're going to kickstart the campaign with a pilot in Dunlear. And we're going to really focus on that from now right through to Christmas. Then we're going to review and take the learning from all of that. And then hopefully then over the next couple of years, roll it out right across the rest of the county. Now, I think it's important to say that whilst we're taking a pilot approach to the businesses in Dunlear, Mm -hmm. We will be rolling out countywide in relation to all our own council premises, our sports facilities, our libraries. So that will happen countywide over the coming over the coming months. Fantastic. And as you said there as well, normalising breastfeeding, which is something I'm going to pick up on with with the other ladies as well. So you're looking for businesses, organisations to get involved, to come on board and sign up to this. Yes, that's exactly it. So Healthy Lives would like to invite businesses, communities and the voluntary sector um, in Dunlear to sign up and lead the way as the first breastfeeding friendly town in Lyth. Um, when you sign up um, as a business, what you will get will will be a pack and the pack will include a Wear Breastfeeding Friendly Louth booklet and that will fully explain uh, what the campaign is and all staff would be encouraged to read to read that booklet. You'll also get an A5 window sticker and an A3 poster. And I think it's really important to point out that a mother can breastfeed her baby anywhere mm-hmm. she wants. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's exactly what we're trying to get across. But what we're doing here with this is by if by signing up you, you're and displaying this, the signage, you're letting families know that they'll receive a warm welcome at your premises. Um, another thing that we're doing in the council is as new businesses come on and community centres, voluntary organisations, as they all sign up, we're developing a GIS map. 
So we're going to map all the locations right across County Louth that have signed up to the campaign and people can go on to the Louth County Council website and see our family-friendly environments here in County Louth. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And it's only going to encourage more people to actually visit the businesses, which is a really great idea. I want to bring Roisin in here because, Roisin, from a HSE perspective, you know, you're working with new mothers all of the time. This campaign must be so welcomed by the HSE as well. This is a great um, campaign because we are all advocating um, for breastfeeding as an essential part of good nutritional health and well-being. So the public health nurse department and primary care um, in Loud really endorse and support what Loud County Council um, are campaigning for in We're Breastfeeding Friendly Loud. Yeah, and it's it's great. It really is. So tell us a little bit more then about your role and your work then with with the public health nurses, because you're really at the start, I suppose, as well of supporting women through the breastfeeding journey. Yes. So I'm a public health nurse and a lactation consultant, and I've recently taken up the post of clinical nurse manager in infant feeding in Loud Public Health Nursing Department. And um, my role is to support my public health nurse colleagues through advice and education and also to provide one to one-to-one specialist care for mothers who are having breastfeeding challenges in a timely manner and specific to their needs. So um, I suppose an important element of the role is that it's accessible for all mothers and it's free. Um, and public health nurses visit mothers very soon after hospital. Oh, they're a lifeline. Discharge. They're an absolute <laughs> lifeline. They As, really yeah, are. They, visit, yeah. they, they try to visit within 48 hours of discharge from hospital. And they're skilled and trained in advising and educating um, parents on how to recognise um, effective feeding, how to assist with position and attachment and how to um, ensure that milk supply is maintained and protected and also to deal with any of the challenges that that come about and also to signpost mothers and parents to other supports available in the community like breastfeeding support groups and online resources. Um, through mychild.ie etc. Oh yeah that's a fantastic resource yeah for people it really is it's got like the A to Z of different things that parents might yeah Yeah. it's it's great it really is and and I mean do you think then that there's been more of an increase have you noticed more of an increase in women taking up breastfeeding then in in the last couple of years? Yes the the number of of babies being breastfed is continuing to rise each year now we're behind our European neighbours where the initiation rates and duration rates are longer than in Ireland but we are making progress in that regard. And the HSC are taking measures to um, increase breastfeeding initiation rates and duration rates. There are now over 57 uh, lactation and infant feeding staff members nationally, nationally, both in maternity services and in community services. So that will help um, mothers on their breastfeeding journey. Absolutely, it really will. And I'm going to bring Catherine in on this because Catherine is somebody like Roisin who's there kind of from word go with regards to the breastfeeding journey as well. What was your initial reaction to hearing a campaign like this? I just think it's wonderful. I mean, it's constantly a surprise to me that women will come to the breastfeeding support group and ask, can I breastfeed my baby? So like, if you can't breastfeed here, where can you breastfeed? But that is kind of the mindset of... Oh, I need to check. Is it okay here? Will somebody look? And I was with a mom this morning for a home visit and I was chatting to her, telling her I was coming on today. And she told me the first time she breastfed in public was 
two weeks old with her baby, with her husband. She very cleverly had said to her husband before the baby was born, if I ever am hesitant to breastfeed in public, will you just remind me to just do it? And he, of course took hold of that and said, yeah, oh, we're just doing this, went into a place for lunch. Now, she said herself she was nervous Mm -hmm. and there was two big groups asked, could they have a seat? I have a buggy. I need to feed my baby. And the girl who sat her down just wasn't aware, Mm -hmm. just hadn't had like the training that Paul is going to provide and sat her beside the door in full view of everyone. So you know yourself, two weeks in, it's all still a bit kind of getting going, you're fumbling, you're trying to get yourself sorted. So she said she fed her baby, she had her lunch and she was out the door. Yeah. But more recently, had a really nice experience where they went out for lunch as a family and when they went into the place for their lunch, the woman who seated them said, oh, have a look around and see what looks comfortable for you. And then when she served her her lunch, she was feeding her baby and the waitress said to her, oh, look, it's feeding time for everyone. And she said she immediately felt like just really comfortable. That's great to so see So just yeah. having that feeling. So the more unpleasant experience, she said that will stay with her and she's not really inclined to go back there. But the nice friendly, come in and feed your baby and get your lunch. She's like, yeah, I'll go back there. Yeah. Um, so it's I do a big difference. It is a big difference. Yeah. Um, um, what kind of struck me was just that awareness that what Paula's campaign can do is remind staff you don't have to provide a separate place. Mm. It's just something comfortable and people can legally feed anywhere. But a mom might like the option of choosing where she's comfortable, not beside a door where it's windy and people yeah. are coming in and out. So just little things like that make a massive difference. Oh, they really do. And like, I mean, you're seeing women as well who might be at the verge of breakdown. They might be thinking I'm going to quit. So this is where the likes of your support group comes in and, and assists people and encourages them. And often you have a complete turnaround for women where they, they do decide to continue after they've had that support. Yeah, I mean, you do, you meet women who come to the group and I suppose they're kind of thinking, well, I'll go in here now and if they can't fix it, like that's it, I'm done. Yeah. But oftentimes it's about giving them more information about their options, explaining to them what's normal, exactly like what Roisin is saying, what you can expect, how to look after your milk supply, signposting, have you connected in with your public health nurse? You can go back to them or go back to the Lourdes where they have parent craft or if their baby was born in a different hospital. So linking them in with those supports, you know, the Ask the Expert with the HSE. Like there are fantastic resources out there. But when your head is in that newborn phase, Mm. you can't see the wood for the trees and you need someone who can kind of take that bird's eye view. Oh, totally. And I totally know exactly what you're talking about because that was my experience with regards to that. And in terms of National Breastfeeding Week, just to to focus on that for a second, such an important awareness campaign. But I mean, I, I, I... feel like a need to reiterate again this idea of normalising breastfeeding as, as Paula rightly said and also to kind of ensure women that there are so many benefits not just to baby to mum as well. Yeah absolutely like for moms one of I think is the greatest incentives is regaining your pre-pregnancy weight Yeah, you know so <laughs> yes, very true. you can you know get yourself back that you feel a little bit more like yourself but also very protective around your own personal health people who've had gestation diabetes it's protective then not to go on a develop that so there can be a lot of focus on benefits for baby but also like you know you yourself as a mom this is good for you and when it's going well it's very protective around your own mental health yes and again that's one of the things that this chimes in for me that 
you've been at work, you've had lots of people around you, you've kind of had a rhythm to your day. Now you're at home with a baby, you're on your own. It's a long day at home. Oh, it is. And it's very so isolating. Being yeah. able to go out confidently and meet a friend for a coffee or go for lunch or come down to the support group. And as I've said to you before, for us, the magic is when we see the mums go out the door and head off for coffee or lunch together. Yes. So we're providing that place to link in. Because even if you've grown up in Drada, all your friends are on maternity leave. So I know there's a lot of new people living in the area, but sometimes they say to the moms, it's a bit like friends reunited. Someone's like, oh, were you in Green Hills? Yes. Are you two years ahead of me? Yeah. So it's really nice to make those social connections. And while the breastfeeding is one aspect of it, moms just becoming mothers and learning from each other and sharing those stories and those struggles and the normalisation of it doesn't look like what you see on TV. Oh, yes. Yes. So, or Instagram, for yes, that matter. Let yes. me just point that out. And uh, just as we are talking about uh, Breastfeeding Awareness Week, are there any events that the that either of you are running that you'd like me to highlight as a part of this? Is there anything happening or is it just that the doors are open for support? Well, we'll have our Thursday morning meet, but we always do a few extra goodies. Oh, nice. So it is... The, the theme generally is Bake Off because okay. the season is Bake Off and looking yes. forward to see how Alison Hammond gets on this year. I think she'll oh, be I'm great. I'm a big fan of Bake Off. You know that we've bonded over this we before. Love Bake Off. Yeah, yeah. So we will have lots of goodies like that and the usual women can come down and then we'll run probably a raffle to do a little bit of fundraising for the group itself. Um, but it really is about celebrating women supporting women yeah. and that is the beauty of Quidju is that it's women who come to the group I went as a first time mom like a rabbit in the headlights mm-hmm. got really good support and then took up the opportunity to train as a breastfeeding counsellor um, so it'll be about you know mothering the mother minding the moms a little bit more and um, while they're looking after their babies so that's what we're looking forward to doing that week. Fantastic. And just to bring it back to yourself then, uh, Paula, with regards to the campaign, because you're launching a course as part of Breastfeeding Week next week. Isn't that right? Yeah. So probably should just say that the theme for uh, National Breastfeeding Week is making our communities and workplaces more breastfeeding friendly. So okay. the campaign couldn't fit Perfect. any nicer <laughs> with the actual theme. So it is about making breastfeeding welcome everywhere has a key part to play in making it easy for mothers to breastfeed their babies while going about their normal day. And then just to finish up, I'll probably give a wee bit more detail on the actual launch. So the launch event is happening at the Market House in Dunlear, Tuesday the 3rd of October, 3pm to 5pm. We'll have a couple of speakers there on the day. So we'll have the Cahir Lock and the Chief Executive of Louth County Council. Us three lovely ladies <laughs> will be there as well. There'll be some light refreshments and photographs. And then at 4pm, we're hoping to have baby massage. Oh, lovely. Oh, and I should also say we have a lovely goodie bag for any um, breastfeeding mothers that attend on the day. There'll be some wee treats for them and for baby. Fantastic, fantastic. And if businesses want to find out more information, get on board. Obviously, the launch day is great if they want to come down to that but if they're not able to get to the launch yeah so if they could come to the launch we will have um, um, somebody there helping them to sign up on the day so it's important for businesses in Dunlear to really try um, and get to the launch event but if anybody's any questions or anything like that they can come directly to me um, at my uh, email at healthylithe at lithecoco.ie Fantastic well I think it's a fantastic initiative I thank
thank you all so much for, for coming in and having a chat with me and the best of luck with rolling it out in Dunlear. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. Thanks a million. So that address again, by the way, if people wanted, it's uh, healthylay.loudcoco.ie. Also the launch the 3rd of October from 3 to 5 p.m. in the Market House in Dunlear. The 11 to 1 show. I have music from Starship on the way, but first it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Barawadi Motors requires a full or part-time motor mechanic in the Screen Tara area for all models of cars, commercial vehicles and Jeeps. To apply, you can email Tara at gmail.com. The Castletown Road Post Office Dundalk requires a part-time post office assistant. To apply, please email your CV to vacancypostoffice at gmail.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Gosh Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation, visit localheroes.ie. Our starship, we built this city. Want to say a big happy birthday today. It's for Liam Monaghan. You're in the Old Slane Road, Dry Bridge and Dry It's coming in from a very special friend, hoping that you're having a fantastic birthday. Now, there's a brand new dating show with a twist starting tonight. I'm going to give you all the details of that after these. The 11 to 1 show. Forget Love Island. It's all about Graw Air on Traw. And you might uh, recall during the summer, or maybe towards the start of the summer, we sent out a call appealing for people to get involved in this. So it's a new dating show with a twist starting today on Virgin Media One. And... Dundalk native Femi Bancole is a contestant to appear on it. Uh, He's going to be uh, on the series. Now, it's very, very exciting. I have made contact with him. He's going to be joining us on next week's show. But basically, uh, the series features 10 singletons, but... They have to head to the Gale Talks. They have to brush up on their cupola fuckle whilst also looking for love. So the ultimate aim is to be crowned the couple with the most fuckle and walk away with a grand prize of €10,000. So the contestants will split their time between flirting and the folklore and uh, <laughs> they'll have fun tasks, cheeky challenges and romantic rendezvous. So uh, it's going to very much be um, a fun show starting tonight. And apparently... James Cavanaugh, one of the presenters, I love him. I follow him on social media. He's just absolutely hilarious. He insisted that it's never too late to learn Irish and he just was thrilled to jump at the chance to go to the Gale Talks for this reality show, Graw Air on Traw. And uh, he says, um, you know, he was always kind of a little bit sceptical about, uh, you know, contestants on these things like the Love Island sort of reality TV shows. You know, could you ever really find love or was it just all a bit of a game? But he said... I really, really was, my mind was completely changed. He said there was plenty of drama on this show from the very beginning. It took, uh, he says, 48 hours, just 48 hours into filming. There were tears, jealousy, proper fancying going on. And he says, I think that comes from a bit of pressure cooker environment. They are all in it together and emotions are high. So there you go. Grow air on trough, Virgin Media tonight at 9pm. It's going to be, you know, the new Love Island maybe for the summer or for the, for the, what are we in? Autumn. Go on, go on. Oh, I want to make-
That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much to the guests and for your company. Stay tuned for Jerry Kelly. He's back in the hot seat for late lunch at half one. But for me, I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.